Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today, we want to take the opportunity to honor Steph's dad and my father-in-law, Mr. Steve Keller. Just six months ago, I had made the comment to Steph that I wanted to record a conversation with her dad and my dad. I felt like I'd be a lot of fun to record a conversation with them and document some of their stories because who knows how long we will have them around. So we recorded episode 175 back in May with Steph's dad and episode 180 in June with my dad. Well, this week, at the age of 77, Steph's father passed away. This episode will be dropping on a Friday morning when we as a family will be getting ready for the viewing, and then tomorrow will be the funeral service. I am so glad we were able to record this really fun conversation with Steph's dad, Steve, and her sister, Katie Keller Schnetzer. I don't think he wanted to do it at first, but he finally agreed to it after Steph bribed him with some cookies and a cold beverage. So in this conversation, you will hear Steve give his perspective on where Steph and her sister got their personalities and what they were like growing up. Plus, he talks about the first time he met me, and I give him his own list of fun facts like we do for most of our guests, which led to some hilarious stories. So friends, thank you for listening as we honor Steph and Katie's wonderful father and my incredible father-in-law, Steve Keller. I'm Kevin. And I'm Stephanie. And during our marriage, we have dealt with an electrocution, a brain tumor, brain surgery. Then doctors telling us that children were not in our future, followed by miscarriage, and then Kevin's cancer diagnosis. However, today, we live a life completely healed and restored with three healthy children who doctors said were not possible. And we're here to tell stories that inspire, give hope, and brighten your day. Welcome to Tell Us a Good Story. Okay, friends, before we get to this episode, just a friendly reminder to please hit the subscribe button on YouTube and Apple Podcast or give us a review. Five stars, please. (laughs) In our world, this is super, super important because it will help with the algorithm to make it easier for people to find us. And thank you for sharing our post across your social media. That really helps with engagement and with us getting guests. Yes. So, hey, if you want us to keep working our way up to talking to Chip and Joanna, please share us with your friends. But regardless, thank you for listening to tell us a good story. All right, so welcome to episode 175. 175. The Father's Day edition of Tell Us yes. a Good Story. And today we have two special guests. They're your, my favorites. Your sister, Katie Keller Schnetzer. Yay! And your father, <laughs> Mr. Steve Keller. Yes, right he's here. here. At the table. Right here at this table. <laughs> yes. Hey, Dad. Just when you move the mic, don't touch the actual <laughs> Don't touch the actual mic. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're good. He is a natural. He's very good at this. He's very good. Yes. You were meant for radio, Dad. <laughs> so, thank you for doing this. I know we kind of had to talk you into this, mister. By the way, yes, we go by Mr. That's your do. nickname. Mm-hmm. So, folks, when you hear me say Mr., that is, we're referring to Steve here. That's his nickname. But did it take a lot of convincing by us to get you here today? No, I, I've been so impressed with your podcast over these last three years. And, and some of the people that have been on the program have been phenomenal. And uh, I, I was excited that you uh, were even going to allow me to be a part of, of this project. And, and having Katie here uh, and, and along with Steffi uh, just makes it even more special, Kevin. Let's be honest. Katie had to go pick him up. We had to bribe him with a beverage and cookies to get him at this table. He's like, I've, you know, it's just an honor. We bribed him to get him here. 
All right. So let's start off with Mister. I want to share a story about you. So this story is from about ten years ago when you were still, I believe, a superintendent at Salina, mm-hmm. and you had made the comment that when you retired, quote, I'm not moving to Columbus. <laughs> Not going. (laughs) I'm putting my foot down as the man of this family. You were very adamant. When you retired, I'm staying here in Northwest Ohio. Can you share with folks what changed your mind? So once I was completing my work in education and, and the joy I had with that for those 40 years, I had everything I wanted right there. You know, I, I loved our home. I loved the fact that we had, it was large enough so when you kids, you didn't have children yet. So when you came home for the holidays, everybody had, there was so much space and we had so much yard, couple acres to play out in the yard for games of whatever nature they may be. And I, I just felt comfortable right there. And that was the direction I was going to go, Kevin, until Brenda said no. <laughs> I know we're going. And and I think the girls came home one weekend, and my God, before I knew it, there was a trash container out in the back and by the garage, and the girls were carrying stuff out of the house, and I thought, but I thought we were I was gonna stay. But no, and and Kevin, it's the best move I've ever made. Moving here from Mercer County and the home we had there for 19 years, our last home up for 19 years. I couldn't think of anything better than to walk moving here with two little ones, a three-year-old and, and a, a baby baby, to where we are now with the youngest one being five and the oldest one 11. It's been uh, the, the best part of my life. Mm. And I wouldn't trade the last nine years for the previous 68. Because when you made that decision, you, you only had one grandchild at the time. Yeah. And I remember Steph and I meeting in Bell Fountain, like the midway point. And it was like two weekends within a five-week period or a month. And you kept Emmy mm-hmm. with you guys for two weekends. And mm-hmm. I remember the second weekend when we met you, you said, okay, kids, we've, we've got some news. So you're like, we're moving to Columbus. <laughs> and I was like, well, what happened? And I remember you saying how much fun you'd had mm-hmm. those two weekends with Emmy with baking cookies and mm-hmm. running around the house and putting her on the tricycle. That, that was how you wanted to spend retirement. Mm-hmm. And then once you got here... Another four grandkids came yep. shortly thereafter. Yeah. And yeah, so it's been nine years. And I remember driving home, I was like, Steph, that makes me nervous. That makes me so nervous. And you were like, why? I'm like, I love my in-laws, but they're two hours away. I was concerned, how would this be family-wise if you guys are two miles away? Are we going to see each other every day, all day? Mm-hmm. And like you said, Steve, it's been the best move ever because you guys moved literally two miles away from us. And then you're another two miles away from Katie yep. as well. And it's, again, it's been the best thing ever. My, I, I talk to people at, at work. I, I still work part-time. And I, and I talk to people and they're saying, oh, my, my daughter's flying in from California. My, my kids are coming home for Christmas. And I said, where do they live? Well, they live, in, they live in New York or they live in Pennsylvania or they live wherever. And I, and I said, boy, I'll tell you, it's tough not seeing them. Uh, and they say, oh, it is so tough. It's so difficult to miss them now and, and also the grandkids. And we've been blessed. And, and I think that's, uh, that's been the, the, the neatest part is to be able to watch those kids grow from day one, almost for, except for Emmy, up to where they are at this age now. But to be honest, Kevin, 
my reaction to Brenda when she said, you know, when we've made these plans to make this move, I said, here's the thing that we've got to guard against. We can't become too much of their life. We, we can be there, but you, you, putting it on, you, <laughs> you can't, you can't get involved too much in their life. We can't do that. It's, it's their life. They have to have their life. They have to have their privacy and so on. We want to be a part and we'll be a part and we'll help in any way we can, but we can't be thinking we can control anything. We can't. We don't, we don't need to do that. Well, I knew you guys were nervous because you, know, you had said to mom, Brenda, you can't be at their houses every day. You can't. Like, you need to give them space. And it's been the polar opposite. Absolutely. It's us asking. We're always at your guys' house. We're always like, what you guys doing? Can we come over? Can we, do you guys want to do batting practice? Do you want to go to the park? Do you want to go walk for ice cream? Like, we are always wanting to be with you guys. Mm-hmm. Hello, friends. I'm Craig Lawson, and I help Kevin and Steph with all the tech stuff for the show. But today, I have a request for you. Kevin and Steph will soon be recording their 200th episode. In the podcast world, this is a big accomplishment. According to Forbes, only 8% of podcasts uploaded over the past week had created more than 10 episodes, let alone 200. And we want to celebrate with you. We would love for as many listeners as possible to give us a call at 614-699-0604 and leave them a voicemail. Let Kevin and Steph know what Tell Us a Good Story means to you. Or tell them what's been your favorite episode or story. Or just call to congratulate them. It's easy to do. Just give them a call at 614-699-0604, listen to the cute voicemail recorded by the Mason kids, and then leave them a message. And even better, your message might appear on air for the 200th episode. I will put the phone number in the show notes for you, and please call by November 30th, 2023. And as always, thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. All right, so I want to talk about the time that we told the family that we were starting Tell Us a Good Story. Okay, I want to share this story, and then I'll let you guys just take it away. So three and a half years ago, stuff we had a Sunday family meal yep. at the Keller house, having pizza, and I believe you just made a family announcement. We've got some news to share with everybody. And your mom was like, oh my gosh, please tell me you're not pregnant. Please, please do not tell me you're pregnant. Like, Can't do this. Can't she almost passed it. out. She literally almost passed out when we said we got some news to share. It's like, I've seen this, I've seen this movie before. Mom was so vocal. Dad just stood in the corner shaking his head no. Just don't, don't know if I can do this. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> so we then told the family... At your house, we're starting a podcast. We felt like this is something we needed to do. And this was literally three and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember your older brother was there, Stephen, mm-hmm. at the time. And to me, he's like, oh my gosh, you know who you need to interview? Trump. <laughs> That's who you need to interview. Trump. <laughs> and we're like, okay, we haven't, we haven't recorded episode one yet. <laughs> and he's already top shelf with people like that would be awesome guys if you could if you could make that happen we're gonna we're gonna put that down as an option we'll let you know so then it was like two months later we had another family dinner on that sunday we're like hey we've got some news we got our very first guest on tell us a good story and steve and me was like oh my gosh are you interviewing oprah did you get oprah <laughs> <laughs> like steven Dude, you're like you're 
asking us here. Lower your expectations. We got Melvin Adams, who is a Hall of Fame Harlem Globetrotter. And he's like, oh, okay, that's, that's cool, good. too. That's cool, too. Still good. Still good. So, mister, what did you think when we first said, hey, we feel like we need to start a podcast? I thought the, the, uh, the direction you were going to go was fantastic because when you think of people and, and how they converse with one another and how they can share, and, and you're right, and everybody does have a story. And, and we like to hear that. We all like to be picked up and we all like to have those positive emotions come up within us. And I thought your background and your ideas were phenomenal. And it's, it's certainly panned out in that way. Oh, thank you. So, Katie and Mr., you both kind of get the inside scoop from Steph and I mm-hmm. in regards to who we're getting ready to talk to. See, we give you the inside scoop, but Kevin tells you guys everything. And <laughs> yes. I'm like, Kevin, stop talking. Let them listen. Let them, because he'll be like, oh my gosh, you guys, you won't believe it. He'll tell them all the details. I'm like, babe, let them listen to the podcast. And he's like, okay. And they're like, no, 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 no. we'll listen, but just keep going. But I get so excited. I know. You and do. I really get super excited when people say yes to us mm-hmm. because again we're so honored stuff when people say yes mm-hmm. to talking to us no i understand that i mean i'm super excited when they say that but it's when we have the conversation and then you just tell them all the details <laughs> you about everything the you tell us the entire episode you just preview it i'm only gonna tell you two it's minutes <laughs> but we've gone through a pizza and a half well, let me let me wrap it up just with this this right here. I'm not going to tell you anymore. Here is my final fun fact to Aaron. <laughs> I actually did that to you guys tonight when you walked in. Yeah, you I was did. like, wait till you hear. We talked to Leah. Listen to these final these fun facts. That's true. I did do that. You're gonna love her. But I, I just get so excited. So when we have shared the news about this person just said yes, mm-hmm. or this person just said yes. What has surprised you? Has anyone All surprised you? Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're talking to Jim Tressel or whomever. Every single one surprises <laughs> me. The fact that you had to go through UNC's athletic department right. to get permission to speak to Aaron. That was crazy. The fact that they gave you the time of day. Right. Not saying you're not important. I'm just saying, I can't believe they talked to you. Agreed. I think... On top of that, with what Katie said, when I watched uh, Jim Trussell's program today while I was working out, and just to think about the president of a university is going to take, whether it's a half an hour, whether it's an hour, out of his time or her time, whichever, whatever university it is, to speak with you, that shows their faith and respect for you mm-hmm. because they don't do that for some of the local uh, communicators uh, in whether it's radio or, or newspapers. They, they, I'm, I can't work you in, you know. They worked you guys in, mm-hmm. yeah. and I and 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 they had a good time, and yeah. I think that's that's what the blessing is. People have a good time when they have a chance to tell their story, mm. and we love their stories. Love them, and you know what? Correct me if I'm wrong. Every single person that has told you, I have 20 minutes, I have 30 minutes. They always give you more. <laughs> they do. They always, and you hear their like alarm going off in the background. <laughs> yes, the dings, like the they dings. have to go. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, I think that was Rutgers football coach, Greg <laughs> yes. Shiano. That was one of them. He yes. had, I got so much time. And my gosh, by the end of the conversation, Steph was talking about his wife, their, their, their move, and how yes. she had to take care of the household while he was doing and it. And he just opened up. He did. And, and time that meant nothing. It meant nothing. So that's special. Okay, I'm just going to throw these out there and let you ladies take these along with Mr. Hare. Mm-hmm. So Katie, who, when she's playing high school mm. basketball, 
In her words, she turned into a one-man Detroit Pistons bad boys team where she is fouling anybody and everybody, okay? To the point where she apparently was fouling out every single basketball game. So what was it like watching the girls here, being in the stands, you're the superintendent or the principal, and you're seeing your daughter, and your daughter is just hacking everybody out in the court? Yeah, she was payback queen. You know, she would have been, um, in in hockey, she would have been the goon. Um, There's no doubt. Enforcer. If if Steppy and she were on the same team uh, at at Parkway at that time, if if someone would would have hurt Step, that girl was in trouble the next time down the floor. Usually what Brenda and I did was we'd get our popcorn and we'd try and situate ourselves as far away from the rest of the crowd as we could. (laughs) So we didn't have to. We could watch the game, and then and then Katie Katie made it into the fourth quarter, and she played hard. She played hard, but defensively, she hacked a lot. Aggressive, yeah, yeah, and uh, bodied up on them. I did, uh, but anyway, she just her aggressiveness carried over to every sport that she was in. Okay, whether it was in basketball, whether it was in softball, she was uh, just so aggressive. The the big difference between these two was Steph loved our Sunday night practices. Whatever whatever school we were at on Sunday nights, we went to the gym and whatever the season was, we we would have a practice for an hour, hour and a half or okay. whatever. Uh, Katie would be pouting from the time <laughs> we walked out the door to get in the car and, and it carried over into the gym for that next hour and a half and Steffi would be, Dad, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? So we'd hit ground balls or we'd have batting practice or we'd shoot free throws or we'd play horse or whatever while Katie's at the other end. <laughs> Just throwing the ball up against the wall. Just throwing it up against the wall. Just not fouling, dad, fouling imaginary yeah. people. I'm here, Dad, but I'm not going to do anything. I'm not. I'm just going to go home and eat pizza with you and Mom and Stephanie. But I'm not doing anything for this hour and a half. You got me here, but that's it. While Steffi, she was sweating. If it was softball, we were up in the batting cage, and she'd be up there hitting the ball like crazy. And Katie might do that for a while, but basketball was the tough one. Okay. And, it, and it carried over into the games when the, the lack of practice time, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. she would just get a little frustrated okay. out yeah. there on the floor. They would show up. Yeah. 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 100%. Okay. So, mister, you mentioned this briefly, but talk about the girls' personalities, because one of the comments that we get here on Tell Us a Good Story is, is Steph's personality real? Because it's it's very over the top, it's joy, it's excitable, and Katie is the same exact way. Mm-hmm. And so I joke with other people when they ask, I say that, no, it's actually an even bigger personality in real life. Because our producer is muting their microphones, right? Or, <laughs> or reducing the volume of their laugh or the comment or whatever. So the question is, have the ladies always been this excitable and these big personalities? No doubt about it. And... They had joy for life then. They have joy for life now. But now I, I, it, it truly is, is seen by all. Yes. And heard by all. Yes. Because it's, it's so easy to see their joy for life come out of them. But back when they were that little, it started. And then up through their, their sports years and, and other programs at the schools that they attended, it was, it was pretty obvious. So I want to share an example of joy and how excitable you get. So here is a video clip. And this has not been edited. Oh, no. Of Katie's son, Sam, hitting a home run the other night. Oh, shoot. In the baseball game. <laughs> I lost my deck on okay. mine. So this is unedited, mind you. All right. Hit and run, buddy. 
<laughs> so, I as, sound like I'm dying. As our friend Mr. Jeremy Hartman said, he feels like when he's with you ladies that he's on a reality show. He's like, you could just call it Keeping Up with the Kellers. <laughs> because of you ladies always excited, always a ray of sunshine. But you stand out. Yeah. You absolutely stand out in a good way because of how happy you are. And so I was just curious if it's always been that way because I know it hasn't been with you, Katie, but I was curious about stuff, if it's always been that way. Or if I just brought that out of you once we got married. So. Definitely not. <laughs> what I think... So Steffi... So the difference between Steffi and I is that she was always the good kid, right? She always did everything right. She tried hard. She worked hard. She did everything right. After her injury and the struggles that you guys went through, your joy Mm -hmm. multiplied. Mm. So your heart was always so pure and you were such a beautiful person. But once you realized what a gift life was, it's like you couldn't contain the joy in your spirit. And I feel like after you were healed, that's when it was just like, Game on. The world is going to know how happy you are. Well, and and there's no doubt that both of you, all three of you, share that joy because you've you've been through so much. Both of you have been through so much and the joy of life and the joy of hope. uh, And and they're going to pass that along to their kids. And their kids, they're going to hear us in the stands. Mm -hmm. They're going to know that we're there to support them. And, I, and it goes back to last year, Kevin, when, when the last two years when we all coached, whether it was T-ball or A minor in baseball, the other teams knew it was us, knew it was the White Sox or, or the Royals because they could hear us. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's okay because our, our kids hear us. And, and what's neat now is that we're seeing on, on your daughter Elle's team, there's a, there's a, a little girl that played for us a yes. couple of years ago. Yep. And her eyes, when, when she's on base and you girls and you're, you guys are, are cheering for her, she knows, oh my gosh, I remember them. They were my coach and they still know me and they still love me. And I mm-hmm. think there's love and there's joy that comes out of that noise. And that's, that's okay. <laughs> that's the way it should be. Amen. All right, Steph, I'm going to test you again here. What is your favorite book of all time? Uh, obviously, it's the Bible, Kevin. <laughs> yes. Nailed it. Very good. This time, you didn't say the book we wrote called You Met Her Where. But it's still a really good book. That is true. And it would make a great gift for friends or relatives on their birthday or for Christmas. Friends, you can order your copy of our book titled You Met Her Where at KevinAndSteph.com. And we will make sure to personally sign a copy for you or whoever you want. And as always, thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. Well, mister, as you know, for all of our guests, I like to give a list of fun facts. Fun facts. And these are fun facts about you that we're going to honor you with a list of fun facts. But Steph actually knows all these fun facts. At least I think she does. (laughs) I don't have to act surprised. That's true. (laughs) He was in education. What? (laughs) (laughs) He was? How long? (laughs) So... Here's my list of fun facts, all right? Mister, fun fact number one. Steve Harris spent 40 years in education. Five years as a teacher, 22 years as a principal, 13 as a superintendent. As school principal, 
Mr. had an annual tradition of dressing up on Halloween. <laughs> so, Mr., can you share any stories of what were some of the things you dressed up oh. as when you were high school principal? Um, the most difficult situation, Brenda thought I should be a ballerina. <laughs> so, I had, she was able to put together, I dressed up every year, every year. And this is when we were at Convoy Crestview, and I dressed up as a ballerina, and I had a, a pink tutu on and, and tights, <laughs> and I had a wig on. Well, I, it, I think it had ribbons. And well, anyway, the day before, I'd had a, a situation uh, take place with a student that I had to discipline. <laughs> and I go to school that morning. I'm driving my old red pickup truck, and I'm thinking, okay, God, please don't let any adult see me today other than the teachers or the, uh, the kids. At 7.15, I'm sitting in my office, and here comes an irate parent. <laughs> and, and he comes in. I want to talk to you. I said, well, sir, come on in. And, and, and he looked at me, and I'm sitting there with this tutu behind the desk, and he goes on and on about me disciplining his son, and he didn't think it was fair, and I, I listened, and, and uh, we got it all squared away, and the discipline, discipline situation stood, but I, I think I took him uh, off guard, you know. <laughs> and that, so. that, was the mo- that was the most difficult outfit I'd ever worn, or not most difficult. Well, I, it was difficult because I couldn't get on, in and on and off without help. But I had, I'd been a, a gorilla. I had been an earthworm with our head basketball coach. I was a variety of things, but, but yeah, we did. Every year I was always, always dressed. Now, did you allow the kids to, to dress oh, up? Oh, yeah. Okay, so the kids yeah. were dressed the up as well. The kids were dressed too. Okay. Teachers? Teachers, teachers as well. Dress, okay. Oh, if, if they wanted to. Okay. Anybody could, could dress up if they wanted to, okay. yeah. So it wasn't like you're showing up to school and you're the only oh. person in the building <laughs> dressed up. <laughs> no, no, no. Sometimes it was leaner, but some of the, sometimes the kids didn't gravitate toward it like I wish they would. They didn't, they didn't have enough. They were maybe fearful of what people might say, okay. but a lot of them didn't, and it was always so much fun. Okay. Great time. You know, Dad, it's funny. They wouldn't let you being a ballerina in a school right now fly. Oh, no way. No, no way. No. Yeah, no. we're, we're kind of aging ourselves here yeah, with that. How that was perfectly acceptable and not, look, not looked at not weird, weird at, at all. all. A, a man dressing up as a female. <laughs> you dressed Back up then. as a cheerleader, too. Yeah, yeah. You did. When our, when our girls' team was going to state, Three other male teachers and I uh, dressed up as cheerleaders a couple of times for pep rallies. Yeah, we did. We sure did. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next fun fact: Mister has a reputation for things. I've got three things he has a reputation for. First off, Steve, you have a reputation for timing everything. <laughs> so, weddings. You, weddings. you time hey. weddings. Let's kiss her. Let's go. Let's get. Let's wrap this up. You timed our wedding. He did. You timed. He showed me his watch during the ceremony. You timed every church service. We're like, hey, how was church today? Oh, it was good, but pastor went over his hour and 14 minutes today. You time every event, right? Whether it's high school graduations, whether mm. it's whatever. You're always telling me how long every event took. My goal, and the teachers knew this, and they would, say, and they would take odds on me. Uh, i say, okay, how long is it going to take Keller to get through graduation this year? And they say, oh, it's going to take you 61 minutes. It's going to take 58. It's going to take 66 or whatever it may be. So there would be wagers going on from the staff okay. about how long it was going to take for graduation that year. The other thing was these big banquets that we would host where the scholarships were given out. And 
previous, before I got there, they said sometimes these banquets will last two hours. No way. <laughs> That's not going to be not, the case. Not on my watch. No, no. People, we're busy. We've got to get home. People want to get home. Kids have homework. Here we expect our kids to get their homework done. This is the, the elite. Kids are here tonight, and we're going to keep them here till 9 or 9.30, and then they have to do their homework yet. So it was always under 60. And I've gotten applause from the staff at the end. They give me a thumbs up, you know. New PR. When I, would, when I would finish, when I would thank everybody, and, and it was always from the heart. And it's not that we would rush through, but we didn't waste time. Yes. You know, yeah. we had things, let's get through this, and we want to award the kids with their scholarships and thank the people for donating the money. But let's keep it moving. So it was just, yeah, I, I'm sorry. And I so, and Brenda, she'll elbow me, you know, if I'm in church, and she and I try to be so secretive. <laughs> I've gotten to the point where I try to yawn and hit my watch so that she thinks I'm yawning and I'm still looking. Oh, it's 10-10. It, it, it should be. It should be. Wrap it up. Yeah. Wrap it up, Pastor. Where's that last song? I need the benediction. We're going to come back next week, Pastor, so let's, let's, just, let's just go. Okay. So, going along that lines, you also have a reputation of passive-aggressively having a sign that you're ready to leave. (laughs) (laughs) So one of Steve's things is whether it's a grandkid's birthday party, whether it's Christmas get-together, whatever, when Steve is ready to leave, he will just get up and go stand at the front door. (laughs) And folks, he will stand there until his wife Brenda sees him at the front door and gets the hand like Got my shoes on, on gloves, gloves on gloves on hat sock on cap, you don't down. say anything but it's just a, it's a very quiet like I'm ready you put everything on and just go stand at the front door you, you think it's subtle but it's not subtle at all I've had a great time but it's over you know enjoyed being here Kevin but it's time to go <laughs> We don't want to wear out our invitation, Brenda. Come on. <laughs> and then Bob gets so mad. Gotta go. Dad's at the door. She's so mad. She gets real frustrated. She does get mad. <laughs> it's a quiet ride home. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm on my way. Yeah. <laughs> it's a win-win for you, Steve. It sounds like it's quiet. It's quiet, and you're on your way home. <laughs> So the other thing you have a reputation for is we can tell as a family when you are not paying attention to us. (laughs) Because if we're telling you a story, mister, and you say, huh, how about that? That is code word for I could not care less about what you're saying right now. And you are not paying attention at all. And I've seen you. I'm not going to mention who. I've seen you do this to other people. And I die inside laughing because it is so funny. funny because when when we kind of figure out that trick, I'm like, oh, he's not, pay- he's not paying attention at all. He has some code words. I do. Got, we're Multiple not going to give words. them away on air in case he uses them on people that are listening. But he, there's several phrases that oh he my. uses. <laughs> I'll be darned. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, there's, I won't give them all away either, but there's words that I, I told a teacher that came in my office once. Uh, I was at Coldwater, and she was going on and on and on. I said, you know, Sophie, I, I promise you, I've been listening, but I turned you off five minutes ago. <laughs> Thank the world of you. But, and, and I, was, I was saying, oh my. And, and a few, I, I gave this to one of our, we're going to a family reunion, 
in uh, in about five weeks out in Iowa, and my nephew will be there, and he's uh, he's a good kid. And I said, you know, Eric, here's some key words, and I won't give them all out. Because he's a teacher. Because he's a teacher, and, and if you get involved with a parent that wants to go on and on and on, you can just look him in the eye and say, oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, really? <laughs> and they'll just keep going. Are you kidding me? Are you? Is that right? Is that right? If they, they'll just keep going and they'll feel like they've had it. And then you can usher them out the door and they'll think, my God, I've got my point across. I've been heard. I've been, yeah. <laughs> and, and they, they've been bamboozled 20, 25 minutes ago. <laughs> Nothing changes. He walks them out the door, shuts it and looks at his watch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> your, your kid's still suspended and I can't get those 40 minutes back in my yeah. life, but I'm glad you feel like yeah. you've been heard. Yep. Open communication. <laughs> But nothing has changed. <laughs> Nothing's changed, no. <laughs> They're still suspended. Yeah. I appreciate you coming in. <laughs> okay, next fun fact. Mr. loves family traditions. Oh. Loves family traditions. This is something I learned immediately when I joined the family, whether it's holidays, Christmas, Easter, or vacations. Oh. So, Mr., what is one of your favorite family traditions that you have as a family? Well, I'll think of two right off, the, right so quickly. Christmas morning, okay. it's going to be it's going to be breakfast at our house as soon as the kids can get there, and it's and it's Brenda's breakfast. It's phenomenal, and I just enjoy having everybody as they come in to come around the table and and we share the meal, and then of course the presents are secondary. It's that family time together. Initially, when everybody walks in and we're having, uh, we can share uh, the time and the joy and the spirit and the blessing of, the, of Christmas Day. As far as Myrtle Beach, Kevin, you know as well as I, we know exactly what we're doing every day when we're down there. <laughs> yes. we you got, have it. The first night, we're going to have Tofino's Pizza. And you know, and we're going to go to a baseball game at the Pelicans. Yes. You and I and Emmy and maybe Elle, but you and I and Emmy are going to go to that. And we're going to share that. We're going to go to the beach in the morning because it gets too hot in the afternoon. Then we're going to go back to the pool. We're, we're going to go to Broadway at the beach. And, and we got a, a, a slew of places that we know we're going to be. We're going to, we're going to be at the pool. If I need to get down there at 8 o'clock and get us a spot, I'll be down there. And, and now ball games are entering into it with with the little ones uh, growing up, and and that's becoming a tradition now of, of going to all the different games, whether it's wrestling matches last year, or all the basketball games that we went to. There's just joy in going to these athletic events and reliving the events that our kids were involved with, and now our grandkids are involved and in seeing that that fun. Well, can I share a story with you and listeners about? how I learned about your family traditions. And it all started with Christmas. So, any ladies chime in. Just to confirm, I'm not making any of this up, okay? First Christmas that I believe I went to. And we get there, and you ladies just dive into this package. Just like it is a race how fast you can open up this present. And so it's Christmas Eve, and come to find out, it is new Christmas PJs, uh-huh. all right? So, the one thing Steph had told me Hey, don't worry about packing any any pajamas, okay? <laughs> because <laughs> mom and dad is going to have some Christmas PJs as soon as we walk in the door. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> but here's the problem. When Steph and I got married, apparently Steph did not confirm the size of PJs that I wore. <laughs> so I show up and I didn't pack any PJs. So you guys hand me this package and I, you know, I dig into it. 
go in the bedroom, try them on. I'm like, oh, dear Lord, this is not good. It, or you know, the pants are the wrong size. By the, multiple sizes. Like two sizes too small. It was skin tight so, in all in the, the shirt, wrong places. The shirt, the sleeves are, are up to my shoulders here. And then it the pants. like a women's shirt. Yes. And then the pants look like they're painted on, Steve. And so then I'm like, the this, yeah, this is the first, this is the first year we've been married. Yeah. It's so like, Steph, are you kidding me? I didn't, I didn't pack anything. This is all I've got. Am I supposed to wear this all weekend? And then he's like, I'm not wearing it. I can't I'm wear like, this. You have to wear it. It's tradition. I, it's tradition. I'm like, Steph, these look like they're painted on. Literally. I'm like, they're not that bad. I'm and like, he's like, I said, babe, you, you're going to hurt their feelings. You have to wear these. They're waiting for a fashion show out there right now. It's like, we have to go out and like, so, so I'm like, Steph, you you got to go find something else. So you go to Mister's closet and you pull out a pair of PJs that are the exact same size as the ones you got me. And so apparently you thought I was the I was the same, even though we're not the same height. You thought we're the same size. So you get the same exact size. Bring those down. I put those on. Same thing. Okay, this isn't even this isn't any better. This might be even worse. Steph, what are we going to do? But at this point, Aww. I'm getting mad. I'm like, Kevin, like, this I, I is can't. embarrassing. You're going to hurt mom and dad's feelings. I'm staying in this bedroom all weekend unless you go find something else. <laughs> so you finally, you went upstairs. Steven, who had been out of the house for years, mm-hmm. I think he had one pair of sweatpants that would fit me, yeah. right? So thank God. <laughs> He had left one pair of sweatpants in the house that I could wear that weekend because the Christmas tradition is you get a brand new Christmas PJs and then you wear it for the next two days yep. is what you do, right? And so I didn't have anything else. Didn't have anything else. No. Don't you pack anything else. They're going to provide them. If you like what you hear, please tell someone about us. As soon as this episode is over, go tell your spouse, your closest friend, a parent, a coworker, or share one of our posts on social media. However, if you don't like what you're hearing, please do not. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anybody. Just disregard this message. Don't worry about it. Forget about us. Yep. Go on with your merry day. And to get more information about us or our entire catalog of episodes, be sure to check us out at kevinandsteph.com. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. All right, next fun fact. Mr. is an all-American dual athlete with USA Triathlon, having finished second in the nation the past three years in his age group. He's a stud. (laughs) So the age group between 70 and 74 and then age 75 to 79. Second in the nation, and the individuals who have beat him have actually been in warm weather who are able to train year-round. So how many marathons have you ran in your life? I ran 12 marathons and I did those between 78 and I think around 90. And then uh, half marathons, I, I can't begin to remember how many, probably a six to 10 okay. uh, half marathons. And then in 2000, when Katie graduated and I had retired uh, initially from education, I went back into it a few years later. One of my gifts was from uh, the teachers to um, a workout center that had a pool. Okay. So that's when I started doing triathlons was back in 2000. And uh, I did those for 10 years and then switched to duathlons in 2010 or 11. And I've been doing them ever since. Steph and I were in, uh, we were a team in duathlons initially back in 
2001 or 2002 because she was still a college student at the time. And um, we did a couple around the Columbus area and, and did well and did well. And that got her kind of hooked on the triathlon binge for a while. But then life interjected in that and she hadn't been able to, to compete since then. But I still enjoy the competition. I think that's the, the part I, I crave the most is just the competition. Next fun fact, you got a scholarship to play basketball at Arizona State back in the day. You only played there one year, but you lived in the same dorm Mm -hmm. at Arizona State as Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson and Curly Culp was another one. And and those listening might not be aware of Curly Culp, but he became a, uh, I think it was an all pro for the Kansas City Chiefs as a a tackle. Okay. Um, We were all in the same dorm, same floor. Uh, And Curly Culp was was probably 6'2". 260, 250 as a, as a freshman. Oh my out gosh. There. And he was a wrestler as well as a, a football player. Well, I do want to just acknowledge you publicly and share my appreciation for you and your wife, Brenda, because I've known you now for going on 20 years. This summer will be 20 years. And of course, when you get married, you're not just marrying your spouse, you're marrying the entire family. Mm-hmm. And Mr. I absolutely hit the jackpot when it came to the Kellers. So I just want to share publicly my appreciation for you, mm-hmm. the person you became, the family that you've raised, and the closeness of the family here. It is very rare what we are living. So thank you for what you've done in this family and for treating me like your own son, mm-hmm. right, 20 years ago and when, when you gave me your blessing to marry your daughter. I thought I told you I had to think it over. <laughs> <laughs> Let me let me think. Yeah, I, it might have been a doubt. I, I, <laughs> no, not in any way. I was. I felt very blessed. I go on record. Felt very blessed with uh, the two men that have joined our ho- household, uh, both you and Mike, and, and like as for Stephen Lois as well. But no, you, you've been a godsend as well. He had to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Friends, we want to encourage you to please follow us wherever you listen to this, whether it's on the Apple Podcast app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or one of the other platforms. You guys, it's completely free. And while you're there, feel free to give us a rating or a nice review. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story.